Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris, Chris Kenny. We got Super Bowl rings. We got Pro Bowlers. And then there's me, described as eh on Twitter. That's all good, man. You're not eh to us. I was laughing because I was looking at um, the dudes out there on the – they, they do that a lot. Yeah. yeah, but it reminded me of, I don't know if you saw Bruce Campbell get. We get, see this all the time the on the pier, by the yeah. <laughs> This is a very common that. thing on the <laughs> I pier. I did see that. It's a lot of sparring and a lot of just, you know, a lot of boxing training. That happens yeah. all the time. And like sometimes a like, thing. It's a very common thing yeah. growing up in the Bronx, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was exercise in the Bronx, though, Chris. It's crazy because I walk by and I see trainers, like, training their clients wrong, and I want to say something, but I just keep my mouth shut. Better just to keep it moving, right? Yeah. Don't point, mess nobody right. else's hustle up, man. I, I was right. just like, so we're man. in for the People guys. People working out don't need to know their trainer don't know nothing so about So everybody boxing. knows, yeah. by the way. Push his hips back, man. <laughs> Again, so everybody understands, uh, Keyshawn and Zubin be back next week. Jay Will out now taking some family time as he and his wife, Nikki, are expecting their second child. We wish them the best. Wait to hear the the big news can we do something couple of days like if if the baby is if we're on air can we have like the draft and yeah 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 announce the measurable pick is in yeah the pick is in the measurable let's do that i think it's a good idea if i get the text from jay during the show we should do call for the chime yeah that actually would be a lot of fun i think he'd enjoy that too but we'll hold it down for the guys right now and you know, the jersey question was something yesterday Bart and I asked. We got a million responses on it. So if you have it, like I said, the worst jersey you have in your closet right now, like one where you got it and then like a week later you, you regretted it. Mine, uh, I gave my, at the time she was three years old, my daughter, a Sam Darnold jersey, thinking, oh, he's going to be here forever. Mm. She just turned six. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that jersey now is a waste. Of, that jersey now is a chamois. That's just how it is right now. But um, another question when it comes to the quarterback situation now, uh, uh, both New York teams, not just the Jets, but now the, the New York football giants. And I, I just, like, before I even ask the question, some franchises shouldn't draft. Just, just, just like, defer. Like, now we're all set. You guys pick. We're, we're good because we're, we're terrible at it. Rich Cimini just posted this on Twitter. Thanks, Rich. The Jets have drafted five first-round quarterbacks in the common draft era. That's since 1967. Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien, Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold. How's that list? Not great. But Soon it will be six, great. which ties them with Cleveland, who seems to draft a quarterback every year, mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Cincinnati for the most in that time. They weren't wrong on three. Like, for, for whatever everybody feels about Mark, Mark to me. But what it feels like is that it's just this perpetual search for a franchise quarterback yeah. to yeah, w- keep that w- list Joe Willie Namath keep, keep has that. The only, is the only guy that became that. Now, Ken O'Brien's been a long time with the Jets. Right. And you could consider was a franchise quarterback, but he wasn't Dan Marino, Chad, as we're re- yeah. always reminded. Chad Richard Todd was, was supposed to be the next – Joe Namath, because he came from the same school, had yep. the same background, and he wasn't that either. Chad Pennington was good, yeah. He, just couldn't, he just couldn't stay, couldn't healthy. stay healthy. Mark Sanchez got you guys the two championship and, games, and, but you and your defense did most of that well, work. Well, but the other list that we put up was all the players that the Jets have taken in the 
first round, and most of them oh, the were going to market. Last nine right, years. last nine years, and five of them aren't even in the NFL anymore, yeah, let Chris, alone how about, how about that still and not on the team. So when you think about that, most of those picks were doing the Mark Sanchez. Um, all right, but so with all that in mind, and with the idea now mm-hmm. that Jets historically, this is just what they keep doing. So now it'll be six as they'll take a quarterback at two. Everybody expects it to be Zach Wilson. So let's just pretend Zach Wilson now is the Jets quarterback going forward. Chris, what situation would you rather have right now at quarterback, Jets or Giants, with Daniel Jones? Uh, I would probably go with the Jets just because everybody in this current regime is on board with them going with a quarterback with the second overall pick. Like, Zach Wilson is going to be the guy for the Jets, and the GM and the head coach have a vested interest in that work and making that work out. Like, I just feel like the infrastructure is going to be built around doing everything that they can to support this young quarterback's development. With the Giants, they're kind of in a wait-and-see mode with Daniel Jones. I mean, they still have a huge question mark as to whether or not he can actually do the job. And I feel like this year is a make-or-break type of season I was gonna say, for It's more DJ. like a wait, not wait-and-see, but now or never with, with Daniel Jones, is it not? Because of that fifth-year option now hanging over you? Oh, yeah, 100%. They're going to have to make that decision in the spring of 2022. But, I mean, they've put all the pieces around Daniel Jones for him to have success. They went out and spent a bunch of money on Kenny Galladay this, this offseason. Mm-hmm. They tried to address the offensive line the last couple of years. So, it's like the pieces are in place for Daniel Jones. He's going to get Saquon Barkley back healthy. I just feel like – He's got a lot to prove in this season. And with Zach Wilson, the expectations aren't that high for him because he is a rookie quarterback and fans are going to be excited because they're moving off of Sam Donald and what they saw from him the last three years. So you're buying yourself some time. Bart, which situation would you rather have? Are you biased? No, I'm a believer in in Danny Dimes. I think, you know, now they have everything around him. He, to me, he's Josh Allen, maybe just not as, as physically um, – his stature isn't as big, but you think about what he's able to do. He's actually pretty big. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I'm talking about, like, muscle-wise. I think that, you know – You'd be I surprised. Think, I think Josh Allen's a little bit more sturdy. Now, I, I met him in person when he came in before he was visiting Tiggy Barber, and he had his little Duke khaki pants on or whatever came in. You know, he was trying to be a, a, a sports analysis or something like that. <laughs> but what I, but when, you th- when I look at him, he's an athlete. All, if, listen, if he can fix – listen, you know when, when you um, – have the rice, and y'all got all the karate dudes that got the rice. You stick your hand in the rice, you open, open your hands up. All he need to do is strengthen them little junior whopper hands, stop <laughs> turning the ball over, and he's going to be just fine. So I think that he's a good quarterback, and I think he is the truth. I, I got to give Gettleman credit uh, for being able to get him after he passed on all those great quarterbacks. He could have had Josh Allen. Now he has a uh, alternate universe Josh Allen and then Daniel Jones. I think he's going to prove that this year. All right, well, we had Rex Ryan on our show yesterday, Barton on every, every day, every weekday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. And Rex Ryan, Chris, I wanted you to hear this because Rex Ryan had this to say about Zach Wilson. This is second overall pick. Dude, he better be your starter. You got the wrong cat. So, to me, he's going to be your starter, and that's good. That's fine. There's, there's ways to win it with rookie quarterbacks, albeit it's hard. It's not easy. Um, you know, we had the number one defensive league, but the year before, remember that Jet defense was 23rd in the league. So, you brought in a guy that's supposed to be a great defensive coach. You can fix that. You put the rookie quarterback in, and you play to it. At the end of the day, he's got to be smart with the football and understand that you don't have to win the game yourself. Uh, you should have an outstanding defense there and and uh, build accordingly. Chris, do you think that that's what the Jets can do? Start He could start right away if you had that right formula, similar to what they have with Mark Sanchez, which is just make sure you have a really sturdy, strong defense and a good offensive line, and 
you can win with a rookie quarterback like a Zach Wilson at the number two pick? No, you can absolutely win with a rookie quarterback. And we're seeing the NFL start to trend more and more that direction since about, you know, 2014, 2015. You're starting to see teams being willing to insert young quarterbacks in a lot earlier than they did in, in years prior. And so I just feel like when you look at the decision on whether or not to, to start a young quarterback, it's got to be based on whether or not you feel like his development is far enough along where he can protect himself out there and he can mm. operate the offense. But one of the most valuable commodities in the NFL is having a starting quarterback on a rookie contract. And so that's the benefit that the Jets are going to have because when they draft Zach Wilson, his contract is going to be $35 million for the next four years, which is peanuts compared to what the market rate yeah, is most for, get that in one year. for a starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look at Kirk Cousins' contract. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just a part of the value of being in this position that they're in is being able to have your starting quarterback cost you nothing because it gives you the opportunity to fill out yeah. so much – so many other things on your roster. Yeah, you experienced but, it with Mark Sanchez, yeah. so you would know better than anyone. Well, this is why I disagree with Rex is, you know, to a certain extent because there's no way you can put him out there day one, right? You know, you put him out there, one, he needs to have an opportunity to earn what he gets, right? You can't just come in and be the number, number two overall pick and be given a job, right? Now they just don't have a veteran quarterback on the roster. One, they have to do that. Two, they have to let it happen organically. You can't put a C on his shoulder. Everything has to be earned. And they don't have the personnel right now to win ugly. They can't win ugly. They can't limit the possessions. They don't have the offensive line to run the game. Remember what Mark Sanchez had. Yeah, Alan Fanica, yeah. Damon Woody, Nick Mangold, uh, the Brickersaw Ferguson, and you know well, I can't call him by his name. Brandon Moore. I was gonna call him by his nickname. No, don't do that. You know, no. but, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. We led the league in rushing. And also had a number one defense. It was a complimentary type of way of, of, of going ground about and it. Pound, right. right, ground and pound. They can't do that right now. They don't have the personnel defensively to be able to keep the score down because they don't have elite corners like Revis, like Cromartie at that time, Lito Shepard, like a guy like Kerry Rhodes, and a great defense to do that. So I think they have to bring him along slowly. They have to continue to improve this roster and allow him to maybe start near the end of the season. Don't ruin him early by putting him out there and have to, do, to live up to expectations early in the league, especially when everybody in the division has gotten so much better than you. Rex also brought up something that really uh, caught my mind, it caught, caught my attention, and that is that Zach Wilson wasn't captain. Does that matter to you guys at all? Just quick, just real quick. Like he, he made it sound like like that that gives me a red flag. Why wouldn't most quarterbacks yeah. in college are a captain? Would, would either one either one of you think that that's a concern? No. Bart's making a face. Me, no. you, you get that you get to see if you're the quarterback by default. Like you don't even have to earn it. You just mm-hmm. got to be like a guy that people respect and and kind of don't do anything off the field. It makes me you know wonder what what was going on that they decided not to give him that captain C. I would be doing some digging to see why he didn't get the captain C. Right. Is he not a guy that includes his teammates? Was he in his own little world, not having guys over? Did he not you know bring his teammates along? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. It, it is a, a little something to be there because they give that to you. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. All right, eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll get some calls rolling on this. Which situation would you rather have? Quarterback situation? Would you rather? have right now the jet situation or the giant situation as both as in new york you've got uh, two contrasting situations that we will want to discuss Keyshawn j will zubin presented by progressive insurance protecting small businesses with specialized coverage for commercial vehicles more at progressivecommercial.com it's alan hahn chris canny bart scott in for the guys again just for you for all everybody to know to reset the show you have 
Keyshawn and Zubin will be back on Monday. Jay will. We all give him and his wife, Nikki, uh, all the blessings we can right now as they are waiting the arrival of their second child. So once we know, you'll know as well. And as Bart said, maybe we'll play the draft chimes when the child does enter the world. But right now, let's go to the Goodyear hotline. Is Bobby Rosinski, the host of the Afternoon Rush on 730 The Game on ESPN. Charlotte joins us on the Goodyear hotline. And Bobby, I guess, you know, we've talked about it so much from the, the New York angle of Sam Darnold leaving New York. But what was your reaction when the Panthers, when you heard the Panthers had traded for Sam Darnold? Uh, I was pretty excited and appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, for this team, they're looking for the answer at quarterback, as every team is. And Teddy Bridgewater last year proved that he wasn't the guy. And you heard from David Tepper right after they let go of Marty Herney at GM that. Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater wasn't the guy, and they've continued here throughout this offseason, first with Matthew Stafford, couldn't get him. We know the Deshaun Watson situation not working out to be able to make that trade right now. And after the 49ers made that trade to move up in the draft, the Panthers were put in a spot where I don't think they felt like they would get their guy sitting at eight. So take a shot on Sam Darnold. We'll see what happens with Teddy Bridgewater, whether he gets traded or not in this situation. But Teddy's contract, they can get out of it after this year. And then you look at Sam Darnold's fifth-year option after that at around $20 million. So basically you're keeping that price going and taking a shot on him and seeing if Sam Darnold's new situation will work out. Uh, you hear a lot of comparisons about Ryan Tannehill when he was with Gase in Miami, and then he goes to Tennessee, and we know how well he's performed since then. So I think this is a move that's worth it for the Carolina Panthers to take a shot on. Bobby, I know a lot of people in the national media met this trade with optimism, but but how are Panthers fans in Charlotte reacting to Sam Donald being their starting quarterback this coming season? I think it's a mixed reaction right now from Panther fans, and it kind of goes back to the, the conversation starting here is so many names have been thrown out of where the Panthers might go and the Jets making this trade because they're going to go after Zach Wilson. I, I think for the Panthers, they got this hope up that there was going to be some savior here, whether it was going to be a big-name quarterback coming in or trading up in this draft and trying to grab one of those top two or three guys, and that's not happening now. So I think for the fan base here, it's a wait-and-see approach. A lot of us here, you know, last year, I thought the Panthers would be a 5-11 and football team, and that's exactly what they were a year ago. So I still think in the process of Matt Rule and what this team is doing, it's still there in front of them. But I think for the fan base, so much was built up, starting with ownership, of what this team was going to do at the quarterback position. And now for Sam Darnold to come in here, I think there's some skepticism here in the in the Queen City, which is understandable because this is a football team that ever since going to the Super Bowl uh, back in uh, January, February of 2016 has struggled here. So I think it's a mixed reaction. But uh, for more people I talked with, I think there is some uh, guarded optimism here about Darnold coming to Charlotte. Well, Bobby, I think they got a steal. I think they're going to be pleasantly surprised, especially when he reunites with Robbie Anderson to stretch the field. But really, I'm, I'm concerned about – I wonder how the talent evaluators believe uh, uh, Sam Darnold is because they're going to prove that on draft night. If they decide to, to move up or get aggressive for a guy like Justin Fields or somebody who may fall, then that's going to say that they aren't really – they really don't have a lot of conviction in Sam Darnold. You know, do you think that they go with a quarterback or do they go with somebody that can help a quarterback, no matter who it is under center, like Sewell or like Pitts? Oh, well, I hope it is addressing other areas besides quarterback. And that was actually the biggest reason I like this trade for Carolina. 
because it felt like they were so quarterback hungry that they were just going to take somebody at eight, considering they'd missed out on all the other options. You mentioned Kyle Pitts. He would be the guy I would love to have here in Carolina. Last year, the Panthers' leading tight end was Ian Thomas with 20 catches. You know, this is a team that struggled in the red zone because they didn't have a tight end option. So Kyle Pitts, to me, is the dream pick for Carolina. I don't think that's realistic, though, with the teams that we know in front that would probably take him. You mentioned Sewell. There's Slater as well at the offensive tackle. And just with Sam Darrell, and you guys know up there in New York, the Panther offensive line is not very good right now. They made a couple additions in the offseason, but I don't think that improved this O-line right now. So if Sewell would be sitting there at eight or Pitts, I think that'd be the dream scenario. You can go certain uh, for, from Alabama maybe if you're, if you're Carolina as well. But I think this trade allows them to now pick the best player available. And in the end, that's what they need if they're going to end up being where they want to be, and that's the top of the NFC South in a couple of years. Bobby, I know the word out of Charlotte is that the Panthers are going to exercise Donald's fifth-year option in May. Do the Panthers feel like they found their long-term solution at quarterback, or are they still kind of evaluating Sam and seeing how the next couple of years goes? I think this is just an evaluation process here over the next two years and a trade that is worth to take that shot. Mention the Teddy Bridgewater contract. It was a three-year deal, but after the second year, they can get out of it. We'll see if any team tries to trade with Bridgewater here uh, before the start of the season. And now you look at Sam Darnold, gives you another opportunity here where you have him more on the cheap this year. You pick up that fifth-year option, I think just under $20 million, and see if it works out. You guys mentioned Robbie Anderson, the connection they had. D.J. Moore, I think, is a, is a star in the making here uh, for Carolina. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey played only three games a year ago. I mean, this is an offense outside the O-line that has guys that can make something happen here. So that's why Sewell maybe at eight would put this team in a good position. And let's see if Sam Darnold can make something happen. If not, you know what, in two years or even next year in the draft, if you needed to, you can try to reassess the position again here. But this is just taking a shot on a young guy and see if a change of scenery will work out for him. Bobby, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for the insight from Charlotte. All right, thank you very much. All right, you got it. Bobby Rosinski He's the host of the Afternoon Rush on 730, the game in ESPN Charlotte. He joined us on the Goodyear Hotline. You know what I was thinking when he was talking about the idea, all right, now they're taking a shot at Sam Darnold. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. If you're Christian McCaffrey, are you feel a certain way about this? Like, I know he's getting paid a lot of money now, but he's also running backs. They're on a – right, they're, they have a short shelf life, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they're, right. they're basically like – they're like milk and bananas, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't have them for long. Mm-hmm. He's in his prime. Isn't there a part of him that might be thinking, like, we're going to go to a 23-year-old now and we're going to give this – this is going to be a look-see for two years? Like, like can, <laughs> can we – like, this is what we're doing? Like, would you feel that way? Because that's the first well, thing I thought of when – the way he was talking about the situation felt like it was tenuous. Like, yeah, let, yeah, let's just give Sam a shot, see how this looks for two years, and we'll figure it out after that. If I'm Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, how much more time do I actually have as a, in my prime? Yeah, but, Alan, he locked into a contract paying him $16 million a year knowing that the Panthers were going after Teddy Bridgewater and signing him to a three-year deal. But Teddy Bridgewater, at least, is a veteran who's been in the league. I understand. I understand, you're a guy I understand what you're saying, but when you sign a quarterback to a three-year deal – that's not a long shelf. Like, you're not saying that we're marrying this guy. We're saying that this is our guy for now, 
until the new regime it's, finds a, another option, somebody that he they already think had is one injury riddled season. Uh, how many more? I, I want. I'm trying to win here. I know I just got paid a ton of money. Well, well do you want? Like do win. you want to win, or do you want to get paid? I mean, that was the thing, and I think that Christian McCaffrey decided he was going to lock into a long term contract because of what you said. Because running backs don't have yeah. a long shelf life, so mm-hmm. I don't know that he's in a position to be complaining about the state of affairs when it comes to their quarterback. I just know situation. I feel a certain way, I mean, Bart. I don't know how. See, I don't play right now. Right, so I don't know how other players view Sam Darnold, but when I like I tell, said it a couple of weeks ago, I know what a bad quarterback looks like. I'm an expert at it. <laughs> I know that Sam Darnold isn't a horrible quarterback, and I would be excited if I was Christian McCaffrey because I feel like he gives you more of an option than Teddy Bridgewater. The elephant in the room with Teddy Bridgewater is the fact that he really never tries to push the ball down the field and the fact that you worry about his long-term health. With Sam Donald, he, you know that he can do those off-schedule plays and you know he's going to push the ball down the field. All you have to do is look at him and his connection with Robbie Anderson. Every play was a big play. So now that's going to create more space for McCaffrey, who's a guy who can, you know, that, that is a 1,000,000 candidate every year for 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving, that creates more space for him. And if they add a guy like Pitts, that creates more space for him, and it takes a lot that off of his That is plate. the other key part that I was going to go to, is that is there any other choice if Kyle Pitts is sitting there at eight? Sue. Is there any Offensive other choice? Sue. Sue won't be there if Pitts is still there. Offensive lineman. Right? Cincinnati's going to take either the offensive lineman or the well, Okay, Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater. Oh, you are. So you're all about that. I'm all about offensive line. Straight up offensive line. Yeah, I mean, listen, we saw what happened with Sam Donald with the Jets. Yeah. We need to have protection in front of our quarterback. Absolutely. Carolina has enough weapons. They need an offensive line to be able to protect their quarterback so he can get the ball to those weapons. It's amazing because Mike Tannenbaum has them still taking the quarterback at eight, figuring that they'll double down and get two young guys and see if they can make it work. He was drinking too much of his protein shake, man. Too much X2? It's no way. Yeah, if you have. Of Sam Darnold, you're committed to him for at least two years. You can't bring competition in immediately like that. He's 23 years old. You had opportunity because, you know, Tom Brady is going to eventually retire, either this year or next. And I'm not afraid of Jameis Winston, and I'm damn sure not afraid of Matty um, Deer in the headlights, Ice, sitting in the middle of the pocket. So I'm looking like in the next couple of years, I have opportunity to take over this division. Matty Deer in the headlights? Well, that's he's like, that's like the best like you could do on, on short notice. Well, he freezes. Well, that's why they call him Matty Ice. He freezes. No, it's Matty Matty Ice because he had ice in his veins, kind of how Joe Cool was Joe Cool. But now it's a different meaning. Now he's just a deer in headlights. He's a sitting duck. Quack quack. You gonna let him get away with that? Yeah, we just gonna let that one slide. We just gonna let that one slide. What do you want me to do with that? You're usually really good at the subtle jab when somebody does something like that. I thought I was setting you up to. You know, have a little fun with Bart. Well, I wasn't going to take him off the hook. I couldn't come up with anything on the fly, so I was <laughs> just going to let I was just going to let that breathe. All right, good enough. Really? You know what I'm saying? Really? Well, Keyshawn J. Will Zoom. Brought to you by Mako. It's Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. We used to be Chris Kenny. No, we're good. You Setting you up for good. failure, ain't mm-hmm. he? Families allowed to talk to each other like this. Trizzle, we are brought trizzle. to you by Mako. Get a refresh on your refund during Mako's tax season sales event for expert paint and collision repair. Use their contactless services. It's as easy as book quote. Fix. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. Terms and conditions apply. So the Masters is here. But what's it going to be like without Tiger Woods? That's after this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access on product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 lo- local branches, plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you Keep your facility safe 
and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. The Falcons may be making moves to trade out of the number four spot. Making moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Most of the world, this is probably the most important tournament that there is. I remember stopping, and I just went, and I looked around me, and I saw all these people excited and having fun. This is what I'm out here for. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is why I'm having so much fun. Go enjoy it have a good time with it. It's green jacket time. This is when you know it's spring. Officially when you know it's spring. The mm-hmm. Masters, which begins tomorrow. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hall, Bart Scott, Chris Kenny, and we are joined by Michael Collins on the Goodyear Hotline. Michael, how you doing? <laughs> like you said, you know it's spring when it's the Masters. And to be honest with you, this week so far, there hasn't been a cloud in the sky. Mm. This place has been 
everything that you think Augusta should be. When you show up on the grounds and walk around, you just keep looking around going, that's not real. That's not, that's not real. This can't be that green. There can't, the azaleas can't be that blooming, that perfect. Come on, man. And then you touch them and you're like, you know, that's real. I hope nobody saw me touch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it, when you watch it too, you just think about how spectacular it is. But, you know, there is a different feeling. First of all, again, you were just there in the fall, so the pandemic has changed the way uh, even we view the Masters. It'll be different still this year, but also different because it'll be missing someone that we're used to seeing all the time at the Masters, and that, of course, Tiger Woods. How is the, is Does it feel different? Is it noticeable? I know a lot of guys are talking about it. That's a hard question to answer. It's Yes, everything is different from November when we were here, but also in November there were no patrons. So you walk on the grounds now, and there are patrons walking around. They all have shopping bags. People have been going to the shop, and, you know, they got the green plastic bags that have the pimento cheese sandwiches in them and stuff. And, you know, when it comes to Tiger Woods, I think Justin Thomas said it the best. I think that the time that he was missed the most was last night at the Champions Dinner. And I think it was the players that missed him the most. I think as far as the patrons go, because of why he's out no one was thinking there's still hope we might, you know, this yeah. is no one came into this week thinking to themselves, you know, well, we might catch a glimpse of Tiger at some point. So when you say, like, is he missed? Yes, of course, Tiger's missed at any tournament that he's not at. But under the circumstances, everyone came into this week knowing we're not going to see Tiger. And you know what? That's OK. Michael, back in November, we saw DJ win a green jacket, shooting 20 under on his way to setting a tournament record with 268 total strokes. Do we expect that players will be able to score this time around the way that they did this past fall? (laughs) Nah, not even a little bit. Every single golfer that I've spoken to, and caddies as well, is like, everything you saw in November, yeah, throw that out the window. Throw it out the window. Don't even start there. And guys are actually trying to forget how the golf course played in November because it's not going to play anything like that. Some of the guys that I spoke to also said that this is the crispiest that they've seen the greens, meaning hard and firm, during practice rounds in years and years and years. So now there is some weather that might be in the forecast coming in late Thursday night, maybe Friday, but expect on Thursday – there aren't going to be guys out there shooting 65 or 64 because this golf course is playing so firm and so fast that those scores probably aren't going to be out there. And Augusta National is fine with that. Augusta National is fine with the fact that, oh, yeah, you got us in November, but Mother Nature helped you. And guess what you ain't doing? That again. (laughs) So, Mike, with that being said, who's your early on favorite to win the whole thing? Man... So there's a few things there. Number one, I may have found a 125 to one parlay on Jordan Spieth winning Valero and the Masters. So wow. I'm not saying I'm not rooting for Jordan, yeah. but let's say if Jordan wins, my next time joining y'all will be from Bora Bora. I'll be looking to buy some property. If this thing, no, but listen, Jordan Speed is playing fantastic golf, and Dustin Johnson's not ready to give up his crown. I know he hasn't been playing fantastic before, but when my editor from ESPN.com said we got to make a Masters pick and was bugging me on Sunday night, and I had nothing. And I'm, I was four guys I'm going through, like DJ, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa. And I just, Monday morning I wake up and I can't get the movie Rocky 2 out of my head. 
I just can't. I'm thinking of this scene in Rocky 2. If you remember, Rocky and Adrian have the first baby, and then Adrian is in a coma. And when she wakes up from the coma, they bring the baby. And she's holding the baby, and Rocky's talking to her and saying, hey, if you don't want me to fight anymore, it's cool. And she goes, come here, I want you to do something for me. What do you want me to do, Adrian? Win. Win. What are we waiting <laughs> for? And I was like, John Rom. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. Go, go, go. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. John Rom and his wife literally just had the baby on Sunday, Easter Sunday. And John Rom had told everyone before the baby was born, don't bet on me because if the baby, if she goes into labor the week of the mass, I'm out. I'm leaving. Well, now the baby's here. And I guarantee you, his wife leaned into him and went, win. Go win. He has risen. No, I like that. I like that. The Masters tomorrow on ESPN <laughs> at 3. Uh, so, Michael Collins joins us right now. Host of America's Caddy at ESPN Plus, our ESPN golf analyst. KJZ ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, Bar Scott, Chris Canny here uh, kicking it with Michael. And there's, there's a, a, a story that I heard that I want to ask you about from a caddy perspective and also an analyst perspective. And it involves Brooks Kepka. And, and I think you know what I'm talking about. It was a month ago. He just had his patella reattached. He had a, an accident. He had an injury. And he's, he's got bolts and screws and everything holding it together. Apparently, he's walking down the fairway. He's, like, biting down on his grip because it hurts so much. But he's trying to battle through. On his glove. Oh, was it on his glove? Yeah. I, okay. Well, he's biting down on something. That he's, shows biting, you. he's walking down the sixth hole, and he's got his glove in his mouth, and yeah. he's biting in his glove because it hurts him so bad to walk downhill. And as they reattached his, his kneecap and the patella, they also inserted a thing that acts kind of like, like a drawer, right? So that it, it, it while his patella tendon is healing, it basically acts as a stabilizer for his leg. Now, Brooks missed this tournament once before and told me straight up, I ain't never missing it again. I don't care. But that being said, this close off a of surgery, and the problem is, yes, what he has in there now is, is stable when he's just walking, mm-hmm. even though it really is going to hurt walking downhill, which you saw, and when he's on flat surfaces. The only flat surface here at Augusta is the driving range. <laughs> so he can look fine in the driving range. But I'm going to tell you this right now, and, and this is the same thing the doctors are saying too. Yes, it's stable, and you can hit some shots on it, as long as nothing really moves around. If Brooks Kepka gets the wrong lie in a bunker or misses the fairway and hits it in the pine straw where he doesn't have a stable base, and he goes after one and twists a little bit, it could be disastrous. So don't expect things from Brooks Kepka this week. Something mm. that, I heard that story, and I just thought that hurts just hearing about it, and you telling it made it hurt even more. Michael, mm. thanks so much for the time. Stuff. Enjoy it there in Augusta. Thanks, man. All right. So, I mean, I that, wanted to ask again, about the sandwich, what, man. What a story. All right, well, we can have him on again. You know, it's, okay. the coverage goes all week. We'll have him actually tomorrow. Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'm a temp service right now. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't know if I'm going to be on when he came back. <laughs> you don't know if you're privy to that, yeah, that information. Yeah, I'm a temp service. I, I don't get Begins don't get tomorrow, <laughs> 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. All right, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm getting killed for this on Twitter because you always get killed for things on Twitter. I don't even care. Dallas, very upset. I want to hear from you. Who is the NBA player under 25 that you would want to start your franchise with? I gave my list earlier. I'll give it to you again, but I want to hear from you. And so we'll get to all that after we hear from this from Sintas. 
Today, people expect a new level of clean. Cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Cintas will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Cintas will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms. Cintas also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services. Cintas helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how Cintas can help you keep your business clean and safe at Cintas.com. Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. So I looked at this list and I thought, blasphemy. I actually blocked the ESPN account. Maybe Jamal Murray up in there with what he has shown. Of all the players under the age of 25, he does it better than any of them. Devin Booker, I don't need shooters. You know what I need? I need makers. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn and Zubin will be back on Monday. Jay Will and his wife, Nikki, expecting their second child any day now. So looking forward to that as well. Wishing them all the best. Meanwhile, on KJZ ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, it's Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Pro Bowl linebacker, Chris Canny, Super Bowl champion, Got the ring on? You don't usually you bring the ring around when Bart's here just to kind of like. No, I don't need to flex on Bart about no. that. No, no, He's no. Like, he knows it, what time it is. Been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Listen, I didn't get one. It's okay. He, he went into that game in 2011 talking a lot of trash though. 
Oh, we was kicking. Man, come on. We was beating the brakes talk, off y'all. Talking, <laughs> talking a lot of trash. That ended up being the game to start our that, Super Bowl run, that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we, we didn't lose a game after that. Yeah, we, we so we appreciate you for that. Thank that's you. That's okay. We wow. the bottom of my heart. We beating the brakes off of y'all. Okay, man. that's cool. It's all right. good. But you had Mark Sanchez as your quarterback. My Thank, point. Thank, my thank point. God. See, my point. My point. My point. This is not what we need right now. Let's table the NFL conversation and what happened 10 years ago because that is the last time New York won a championship, by the way. Oof. Well, let's get back to something that we did earlier that I want to bring back here, and people have reacted, and I want you to join us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because, you know, I mean, there are some people disappointed. We had a t- – on ESPN.com, the top 25 under 25 NBA players, and it's based on future potential. Now, everybody thinks this is a current ranking, and that is not what it is. It's based on future potential – so that list, of course, had a lot of people reacting and angry and frustrated and everything else. Luka Doncic at number one, hard to argue when it comes to future potential. He's actually right where he is right now is an MVP candidate. Number two, Zion Williamson. He's playing terrific. Number three, LaMelo Ball. That has some people reacting yeah, a certain way. Future potential, Bart. Four, Donovan Mitchell. That's one where, and I love Donovan Mitchell. Kind of high for me when it comes to mm. future potential because I feel yeah. like he's kind of hit the potential, right? Don't you think don't he think is so. what he is? He's a star. He can become a superstar. You think he's, do you think there's more to him than what yes. he's doing right now? Yes, he can become a superstar. And then five is Jason Tatum, another guy that I feel like, you know, he's he's kind of – He's kind of what? He's kind of where he is. He's kind of tapped no, out. No, man, I think no. He's 23 years old. If, when, no. I, when, I t- when I give you his numbers, I mean, how much better could you possibly be than the numbers he's got right now? So what I decided to do was put together a list – of top five under 25, who would I start a franchise with? That's a much different category now. It has nothing, it's future potential is part of this, but it's also, again, you're starting your franchise, what you value the most, that includes longevity, right? Availability is your best ability, and also the, the style of play and how you can win with the team you put around them. So let me recap that list if I could, and we'll go through it quickly. A top five, we'll start with number five. Number five. Jason Tatum, we just talked about him. Chris, I don't know how you get much better than 46, 40, 84 as his shooting slashes. 46 field goal, 40%. He's 39 and change yep. from three. Career now, yep. 84% for the free throw line, so he doesn't miss free throws either. Yep. He's got the prototypical avatar NBA body. Long arms, length, great athleticism. Look at the finish on the break. There's everything about him that you absolutely love, and that's why the Celtics did what they did in the draft and made him a centerpiece of what they're doing going forward, and they've had success. So the next up, number four, LaMelo Ball. Again, build my franchise. That's exactly what the Charlotte Hornets did when they drafted him, and it was a smart move because he is a guy. Look, just ask his teammates what they think of him. He's a 19-year-old that comes into the league playing two years of pro with a dad that everybody has had enough of already. You want to hit mute when the dad talks. But the kid comes in, and he is, he's got a magnetic personality. His teammates absolutely love him. You know why? Because he makes them better. Mm-hmm. He's a terrific passer. He has a, he's a precocious neophyte, as Walt <laughs> Clyde Frazier would say, because he has that precocious vision and just awareness on the court. And that's what makes him special. And you can put players around him. He'll make them better. That's why you start a franchise with him. Next up. Number three. Luka Doncic. You talk about a guy that just makes people around him better, but also makes your team better. It's Luka. He is a great scorer. He's in in the clutch, as we saw in the bubble. He's not afraid of the moment. He's got a strong body, a strong base. He can get to his shot. He can get to his spots. Everything about him I absolutely love. 
One concern is durability long-term. As we talked about Jason Tatum's body, I look at Luka Doncic and I just wonder, enough pounding, how much longer can he last in the league playing at a high level? Next up. Number two. Zion Williamson has turned into a playmaker, which I don't know if we saw that coming. Did we know that's what he was going to be? Because we thought he was going to be Charles Barkley, Blake Griffin type with a lot of explosiveness, athleticism. He was going to overpower people. That's what I thought. But they're turning him into a playmaker, and that's special. 61%. He doesn't need to take threes. He does it all at the rim. And I just absolutely think he's a centerpiece, and that's why the Pelicans are, are look like they've got a future now with him. And number one? Number one. Who did I leave off the list so far? Who do you think it's going to be? Devin Booker. I don't know why people don't know enough about Devin Booker, but you need to know. As I said earlier, when we talk about players and you say, well, he can get to his shots, that's great. But I don't need shooters. I need makers. I need guys that actually put it in the bucket, and he does that at a high clip. His career is 46, 36, 87. When he gets to the free throw line, he doesn't miss, and that matters to me when you're a player who's a scorer. You've got to get to your points, and that includes the free throw line. That includes anywhere on the spot. And I'll tell you right now, late in the game, from three-point range, I want him. Late in the game, getting to his shot, I want him. And I also know that when you shoot that well, you put players around him, screeners, rebounders, defenders, you can win. Devin Booker, you don't know about him because he plays in Phoenix. Put him in a big market, you'd know more about him. Chris Paul's getting all the credit right now in Phoenix, but this dude can play. And he, under 25, I'd start my franchise with first out of anyone. Well, yeah, he's a special shooter. I mean, lights out. And he put everybody in the NBA on notice in the bubble last yes. year. Yes. Like, I mean, his team didn't get into the postseason. But, but they didn't you, lose a game. But you knew what time it was. And, and they kind of kept some of that momentum coming into this year. And now with a true point guard to organize the offense, to get him into their sets in the half court, and then to get Devin Booker the ball in his spots, I mean, you're starting to see – some of the potential that you always knew was there. It was a few years ago when he dropped 70, and I think it was against Boston, where everybody in the NBA took notice and was like, this dude is special. He can really fill it up. He can really fill it up. But now when you put a real point guard with him, you're talking about them ascending to the top of the Western yeah. Conference. Right. But we're talking about, you know, we're talking about LaMelo, and we, 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 we give him the benefit of the doubt that he can be better. But even him at his best, how much better is he going to be than the other guys on that list? And who would you rather have now in the New York football scene, the quarterback situation, Anthony Giants Edwards. or Jets? We'll discuss that next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 